Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution. Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution. 
Girl. Boy. Girl. <laughs> Boy. Girl. Girl. You listen to me. Baby girl. No. Oh, boy. I would take it off just to make that stop <laughs> and kill myself. For those of you watching the video show right now on YouTube or iTunes, we're bird boxing it today. <laughs> um, we have. We've taken the challenge. Yep. We've got the, the bird box <laughs> challenge going on. I've, I've got, I'm blindfolded. You're blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And. We're going to see how, how long we can actually get through a show. Now, you know, I can go through a whole one because I don't Google. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be weird for you because you do. You don't use an Mm-mm. actual physical computer for anything whatsoever. So, so this show is going to be a lot of what was the name of that guy? And then you're going to have to really think about it like back in the day where we would have to be like oh it's gonna come to me oh it's i weird. don't know i don't know yeah i this is this is strange by the way I'm, I'm grabbing for the microphone trying to figure out where it is right you can you can kind of see you know the bird box where it's like i can't see can you see no i folded mine quite tight but so, you know so on theirs <laughs> on theirs they could see See, I mean, there was a little bit of light coming through. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't see anything, which is fine. I like the fact that Netflix had to issue what a public service announcement yesterday. Yeah, well, they had to address it. Yeah, they had to address it. Well, they were just like, "Be safe. We don't want anything. We're so excited that you like the show." And then they kind of threw in a little boy girl would like boy and girl would like you to stay safe, and we don't want any. You know, you know, we don't want this movie to hurt people. Well, you were the one that was showing me the videos that people were doing the bird box challenge right. with the newborns and shit. And they were getting bashed into walls like parents were bashing them into walls. People were they couldn't see anything. getting hurt. Yeah. And they were. And and as a whole, you know, we just have to realize that people are stupid. Yeah. And they are <laughs> as a whole. They are dumb. And so you start some kind of challenge like this Tide Pod Kiki what have you sure the majority i mean maybe this is it minority or majority majority that is stupid i'm not sure majority i'd say majority i remember the kiki challenge one and i mean people getting run over by cars crushed by cars the doors hitting them and they're falling and then yeah you know and tide pod I don't even really want to address uh, I love Tide Pod. that. I'm, I was a big fan of that one. That one was Darwinism just kind of sorting its way out. So, you know, if you died from that, you were dumb enough that, hey, you thought eating a Tide Pod would be a fun thing. Right. You know? Right. So I, I don't like the Tide Pod one. I don't mind. I don't mind the ones where people are just sorting out who should be left on this earth. I don't mind that. For example, I saw this one on on Barstool Sports, which I follow on Instagram. They've got a great Instagram. Not too crazy about their podcast lineup, but uh, they got a a really good Instagram. They had a a post yesterday that they they had two that were really, really strong. One was, why do white people need to almost die to feel alive? And it was a guy on one of those, it's not a kite, it looks like a... It looks like a parachute, like paragliding, you know, like parasailing, that mm-hmm. type of parachute. Right. Where you're just like, Meh, 
what are you what are you gonna do with that? Like he's running down the side of this mountain, <laughs> and you pull it. You know, you're pulling it with with sides like right to left. It is true. And he was like maybe two feet above the mountain and rocks. And, you know, uh, he was going through crevasses, you know, as he was gliding down this mountain at crazy speeds where you're like, man, that guy's probably going 90 miles an hour, just barely missing rocks by like three to five feet, but by his own accord. So it's not like he was trying to go higher. He was. He was going he lower was on purpose. To, yes, yes, yes. It was almost, and and there were look, there was somebody following him with a camera, um, and and I guess that was the whole point of it was to grab this sweet sweet vid for Instagram, right? But all I kept thinking was, man, you were just one to two feet left of just ending your life for an Instagram video. Now, if he bird boxed. Yeah, now that would be impressive. Well, now obviously. then I would be impressed. Yeah, but you can't do that. No. So, I, look, even doing it without bird boxing yourself seemed to be impossible. And it's just like, ah, cool. That was a, a one-time party trick that got, you know, three or four million views. Now this guy's probably going to do it again. And yeah, I, I, w- I would say the odds are not in his favor of him living longer than two more years. Right. And I don't mind that because, it look, when you watch the video, you're like, ah, that idiot deserved to die. Sorry about it. Yeah. It's um, a lot of that. Yeah. The, the guy who tried to race the train. Yeah. Uh, with the, you know, he was shooting a, a homemade YouTube energy drink commercial where I'm, you know, I'm faster than the train. And look, I know I've heard stories that he was a good dude. And uh, I think he was like ex-military as well. But in what world do you think... That's a smart idea for you to, to race a train like on the tracks. Yeah. Even if you are faster, uh, <sighs> something can go wrong, which it did. He which tripped, it, and, he tripped. And, the, oh, and the fucking God. train ran over. Oh my it's God. like, man, you've got to start looking at shit like that. I, I, you, ever, you ever done something dumb in your life where you're like, I, that should have ended my life. And then you never did it again. Yeah. I, we all have. Yeah. And that's the point. Like, oh boy, it's just when you keep doing it over and over again is when you're like, all right, maybe, maybe it's time for you to go. Yeah. Uh, like, like the guy in the parachute. Um, the other guy that, oh boy, we, we talked about this on, on Drinking Bros yesterday was the guy with the tattoo on his chest. Jose. What? Um, he wrote in a, uh, like, it looks like a normal paragraph. Um, it was a tattoo on his chest. Got he it. said, I, Jose, blank, blank, whatever his name was. I, you know, obviously we're bird box, so I can't read off his name on the computer. <laughs> but he goes, uh, I'm voluntarily getting this tattoo on January 2nd, 2019. Because of the pain and suffering I've caused my wife in our marriage. And he said, I am a liar. I am a cheater. I am a misogynist. I am a whore lover uh, slash prostitute lover. Um, But it said whore lover, which I'm a big, big fan of that term. Oh, yeah. A huge fan of the term whore lover. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is something that his wife had screamed at him. Well, she said, this is what you're going to have to do if you want to. It's a full chest tattoo on his chest. All of this paragraph that I just said to you out loud. Mm Mm-hmm. Is, is, a, is a full paragraph on his chest from nipple to belly button. No. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I don't believe in that, in that kind of stuff. Weird, right? 
Um, that's a that's the marriage should be ended. <laughs> if you are going to work it out, fine, right? So, but the reason- that kind of stuff is not going to fix. Again, we we brought this up on Drinking Bros, and the reason being is I like that I asked you is is I wanted a, a female's answer from this. Like he doesn't get that that girl back from that, right? Um, he he probably. Um, do you think he was trying to get her back, or that was something that I don't know? Yeah, no, yeah, he's I trying know. to win her back. I mean, oh, how do you okay. get that? That tattoo, no, a full paragraph. On you know, your you chest. never know. Here's the thing: I have to stop thinking that people are smarter than they are. Yes. So I was gonna yes. say, no, no way, dude. Yeah. No way does she does does she go back with him? But um, that may not be the case. Once you get that over, works a lot of the time. Things like that work a lot of the time, and people don't. People stay in stuff like that. Once you I get over that hurdle in your life, Javes. It's going to make the rest of your world easier. When I start realizing that people are mostly dumb yes. and not yep. mostly smart and good, which yeah. is the way I, I do think of people. I've actually changed the way I, I talk to people over the years. Um, well, I, like yeah. I try to simplify it for them. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying yes or no to answers, um, I will say just in case they misheard me or just are so dumb, I've changed it to correct. Is, right. is this adjective? That's correct. 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 Yeah. Correct. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. Correct. Instead of yes or no, because it's, I've still like, people still fuck up things. Yeah. Um, and that way it's just a very sharp, direct answer to things where it's like, correct. And that way there's no confusion going forward whatsoever, because I've assumed that everyone is dumb. And even though I talk to them as being dumb, at the end of whatever conversation I'm having, whether you're taking a food order or something by phone, at the end of it, I'm always polite and say, hey, th- thank you for your time or, your, or the day, or I appreciate it, or I'll see you soon. Something upbeat, so that way, maybe they didn't think I was a cocksucker before by saying all that, you know? Right. Right. But I'm, I, I've always assumed for, I would say this started maybe seven, eight years ago, that everybody's dumb. And right. it's kind of made my life easier. That's cool. I wish I was dumb. <laughs> Dumber. I'm not super smart. We've had this conversation. This is weird. You know, with the... With the, with the blindfold. With the on. blindfold, your mind goes... Yeah. It's like I can't focus <laughs> on your stories. All I'm thinking... I was thinking about this last night. You know, some people take an Ambien... A Xanax, right? Yeah. This is going to be totally off subject. Sure. But that's what happens with the blindfold. Because <laughs> you're just like, you really are just in your own weird world and your eyes are closed. Yes. So it's like you start getting into like dream, like things you think about before bed. And if you're listening to this show, just the audio portion, <laughs> not watching the video portion, for real, we cannot see. Like this, I can't flip see, over to the video on YouTube. And I'm it's, very... Yeah. So... Do you ever hear, did you ever go to raves? Did you rave a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone had a rave. Yeah, we all had a rave. Um, Um, I I would say that rave sitch lasted about three years. Yeah, but a rave. God, I can't even think of the fucking word. Anyway, so you had a a couple years of raving. (laughs) 
was like, this blindfold's really, really affecting you, It's really James. getting into my head. <laughs> I want to just look and end it all. Yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? I, but I know if I look, I end it all. Yes. And there's going to be a point where I might just have to walk in front of the truck. It's been. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Bare naked ladies. Anyways, if you take off your blindfold, bare naked ladies are going to be in front of you. Did you ever hear, hush, did you ever hear about like not dropping in line? Like you don't ever, if you're going to, you know, do acid, ecstasy, ecstasy, whatever, you never drop said drug in the line waiting to get in, no matter how close you are to the front. Yes. You've heard of this. Yes. It's a rule, right? Yeah. Of raving. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah. never know at any moment, because it's all so illegal, any moment it could be shut down and then you're stuck rolling in line, basically. And now you have to get exactly. in your car or whatever. Yeah, tripping balls. Tripping balls, which has happened. Um, to you to a group of uh, yeah okay to our group before but i was thinking about you know when you take your xanax or your ambien mm-hmm. like you never you can't drop before it's like to- you're totally ready to go to bed because you never know what weird mishap with your family or what car can get stuck in the head hair do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to yeah. be fully everyone in sleep, everyone asleep, everyone good before you take that. Sure. Ambien. And where, where was this conversation going, James? It was just in my head before <laughs> I was going to sleep. I thought. Why did you take Xanax last night? <laughs> no, God, I wanted to, but I don't have that luxury. With I don't baby. have the luxury yet right. to be able to do that. Again, um, but I was just thinking that, gosh, like if you start, you know, you kind of you're getting stuff ready and you kind of take your whatever ambient and get and then what something happens, right? A kid falls out of the bunk bed and breaks his arm or whatever. And you're having to, you know, go to the hospital, deal with it like on ambient. Sure. Why? I don't know. I'm I'm really glad you brought this up. Um. For no other reason For than to no fully, reason. fully know that with a blindfold on, you are useless in this world. Just right. I just think of dumb stuff like that. Like me, I, I feel all right. I we have because we do have headphones on, so I can hear you. I know right. I know the microphone is in front of my mouth, so I can I can physically talk to you right. and I can hear you clearly. So I'm fine with it. Um, mm-hmm. So fine that I'm going to do the sponsors like this. First this of all, year did uh, Robin Hood with Kevin <laughs> God, Costner come out? 1987. 87? Probably. Why? I'm just wondering. <laughs> Surrey. The blindfold, James, is really. Surrey. What you. year did Robin Hood with Kevin Costner come out? There's no way, Surrey. Sir- I don't know when Robin Hood was released. <laughs> You're fucked. You're dead. You're dead. I thought Surrey was going to be the loophole. Surrey's never been able to answer a question. Sorry, I don't know when Robin life. Hood was released. Nope. Nope. Surrey's never been able to answer That's a question. That's nowhere in the internet. I've, you know what's funny, man? I've had Apple products for... Jesus. I, I would say the better part of my adult life. 15 years. So I've never used Surrey. I, I tried it in the, in the early days. Never understood one sentence I've ever said. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. I actually turned it off on my phone. I have that new fucking bullshit 
we've talked about this the $1,500 phone because yeah, I need storage for production. It. Yeah, but like this isn't even a cool story. I don't even use Surrey on that motherfucker because it doesn't work. All right, let's get to the sponsors, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to take a drink and I can't see. I'm fucking bird I'm box. Still my coffee. Boy. NyQuil's another one that will go in that in that category of not dropping. Yeah. NyQuil. You add that to Xanax. Congratulations. Don't don't take NyQuil until everyone's tucked in and sleeping because <laughs> You're heading to Z Town. You're heading to Z Town. You don't want to drop in line. <laughs> we had to drive home. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I mean, just tripping. <laughs> I mean, Again, we, we, went, we, ran into, we ran into the like median, like on the freeway. It was scary shit. Dude. I'm sure. I'm sure. We have some sponsors, though, who actually pay They'll for the show to They'll understand because be we are air. Bird Box, so they get it, right? <laughs> Do we have to? No, just go. go BlackRifleCoffee.com is our chief sponsor. For all of 2019, BRCC will start off your morning. Look, even if you are bird boxed, I, they're still drinking coffee in that movie. You can't live in, in a post-apocalyptic world without coffee. So it'll be here forever. You might as well load up now. Uh, go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Get your K-Cups, bags, uh, whatever you need in this life to keep it right, keep it tight, and keep it going all night. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the one-time promo code of REVOLUTION for 20% off. Use it on the Coffee Club of the Month program. It's the best thing on the planet. I love it more than life itself. And uh gets delivered to your house same date of every single month. Why? It's, it's a veteran-owned company, and those motherfuckers don't miss, dude. That's why veterans just do shit better. I, I'm only starting to like use and buy like veteran-owned products and companies now because I know it's going to be there on time. I know that's shitty, but fuck it. Uh, even as a civilian, I'm not even supporting other civilians. Who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> next up, we've got ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Another company, man. Ghostbed. Like all of their, everybody in the company, their, their family was military and, and all that, uh, that jazz. And I, that's why their fucking mattresses and all that shit are amazing. They're the guys who invented the company. And uh, it's probably why everybody raves about their shit. It's efficient. It's fast. Gets shipped to you in a box, and uh, all you have to do is pop it open. Three hours later, you're good to go for the sleep of your life. And their their pillows are amazing. And uh, one of the things about Bird Box and during a show, in particular with a product like Ghostbed, is you really, really don't need to see. You don't need to see to fuck. You just need to find that hole. Find that hole at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. And sign up for their deals. All of their Christmas deals are still active right now. So the bundle packages are are, are massive, like five to $700 off, $300 off a free mattress. I mean, on a mattress and you get free pillows. It's amazing. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Pay as you go program. No interest for 36 months. No other company is doing that on the planet. Next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com. Nothing out of you, James. No... No, boom, 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 boom. It's making me tired. The blindfold? My eyes are closed. <laughs> I'm listening to your bullshit voice. <laughs> Give me a little uh, boom, 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 boom. There we go. Boom, 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 shabloinkers. <laughs> 
I wonder how this show is going to be for the audio listeners. Not Vers- great. Ver- versus the video. Not great. Versus if you're watching the video, probably going to be the greatest <laughs> podcast of all time. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know about any of it. I don't know if anyone's going to like it. It's weird, guys. Don't do it. I'm really getting into my head and I'm I'm getting nauseous, to be honest. I do get quite seasick, uh, motion sickness. I'm not moving, but for some reason, I just, I feel, and now I know I need to see. Ah, do you, do, don't I you? I just need to see. <laughs> don't take it off. I'm not going to, but it's... You know the rules. Bare naked ladies are going to start playing in front oh, of you. It's been... Yeah, it's been one week since you had Strike Force. <laughs> Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com for amazing flavors. Talking about original orange lemon and make America grape again. They get a 10 pack, a 40 pack, and a 750 milliliter bottle. The rest of your bar top or countertop seem just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in and go. Kick the can. You don't need the can anymore. It's new year, new you. Uh, no carbs and sugar. So if you're on a diet and you're just drinking water and you're tired of drinking water and you feel like you're crashing, Let's face it. That's what happens most of the time. Um, th- this this is what you need for your, your waters to keep you going or your LaCroix. Uh, go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. That's good every time. And they ship everywhere around the entire world. Um, by the way, the new Post Malone song, Jesse, is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's number one in the country right now. He just dropped it as a single. It's not part of an album or anything. Right. But uh, he is the first rapper. I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't really classify him as a full rapper, but uh, this song is rap where he, he uses LaCroix in it. Really? Yeah. He goes, uh, uh, having a lot of vodka and some LaCroix. <laughs> a lot of vodka and some LaCroix. Okay. The way he says it, I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Um, did it again. Posty. Did you it again. I love him so much. I'm looking for chapstick on my... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, we got straightrazors.com. Ooh, that's a clean cut. Where's Ooh. my mic? There's a clean cut smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Are you right? Oh, God. I, I don't know if you could feel the microphone or not, but uh, that was awful. That sounded awful in my ears. Uh, straightrazors.com. <laughs> Is uh, it's it's the official razors of Asia. Oh, I must not coffee <laughs> over you guys. Oh. Don't start sipping coffee. You you can't keep a full cup of coffee standing with 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 sight, let alone without sight. Oh, you want to fight? You want a bird box? No, fight? no, no. I'm just saying, don't attempt it. Definitely. Don't fucking come for me while I'm bird boxed. Don't. We're in this shit together, friend. <laughs> Okay, we start turning on each other, and that is death. Listen to me. Listen to my voice. Okay? Um, if we turn against each other, we die. If you don't let me drink coffee, you die. All right, boy? All right, girl. Uh, straightrazors.com is the official razors for Asians everywhere. Um, that's why Jesse does it at the top. The, the, some of their biggest sellers are in Asia. And look, Asia's always ahead of our culture. You'll be as smooth as an Asian's face. Oh, there it is. That's a good one. Yeah, you'll, have, you'll be as smooth as an Asian. They're hairless. Yeah, they're hairless and blatant disregard for anyone around them. <laughs> what? Straight razors will help you get that Asian smoothness to you. 
finest razors on the planet. If you're worried about using a straight razor, they got a safety razor. Also, their aftershave is the best in the business, man, for real. Smolder, use it every day. I didn't shave uh, the last few days, though. Um, mustache is coming off soon, but I want to thank them for their mustache wax, their beard oils, all that shit. This has helped tame this beast. Somebody wrote in on, uh, on the YouTube channel and just said, man, if you walked into the Magnum PI reboot office today with his mustache, they would fire Jay Hernandez and let you be the new Magnum Absolutely. PI. And I was like, fuck yeah, they would have, they should have done that in the, in the fucking first place, but they didn't. Anyways, if they had, I would have used straight razors on this bitch forever. Go to straightrazors.com. Get yourself a kit. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Last but not least, pick up my books. When Darkness Falls, he doesn't catch it. And night she cries while he rides his steed. The first ever and second ever romance novels for dudes. Also, the, the Audible is the funniest shit of all time. It's full cast members and all that shit. Sounds like a movie. Uh, the last one is the number one rated Audible book on out of like four or five million books. And it's me and Jables. And Jables, I made Jables play all the Asian parts. So it's six yeah, and a half hours of magic abuse. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. How you bird boxed over there? You feeling good? Uh, no. Why not? I don't know. I'm feeling nauseous. Mm. It's weird to not be able to see. What's weird about that statement is this. You played a blind woman in a movie. You played Helen Keller. And you had to wear what contact? You had to wear contacts. I had to wear contacts that made things blurry. But you could still see kind of. I could still see kind of. Okay. How was that for you? What? How was that? Yeah. How was that process? Were you able to take them out or? Is the weird the weird part yeah. about it is, and this is for the audience because I look obviously I wrote and directed that you starred in it, but I'm busy doing my shit, so like I didn't I, I I wasn't in the trailer with you or the makeup room or anything, so I didn't know what you went through. To be honest with you, um, it was yeah. it was hard. You could take them out. You could take them out. I mean, it was hard because I don't wear contacts or anything like that. I have perfect, uh, not to brag, perfect uh, vision. <laughs> so you always brag about that. <laughs> Well, it's the one thing I have going for me <laughs> that I can see real good. I uh, can't hear so good. Um, not super smart, but I can definitely see the shit out of people and things. But um, so I don't put anything in my eyes. So it was it would it would itch. It was crazy. It didn't feel good. It would hurt. It was a it was definitely a process. And okay. they were whole eye um contacts which you know when you wear contacts in if you need them every day they just kind of go on the colored part of your eye yeah um these were go over your whole eye if that makes sense oof yeah 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 i know i know alana so had trouble hot. with those because she came up to me after after one night yeah of dude she had to like go she got some kind of infection or something i don't know i, I don't know i i don't I, I, I mean me personally I, i've never worn contacts and I, my vision is pretty close to perfect, like good enough Not where it's like, mine, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't squint. <laughs> um, I, I needed glasses at one point in my life for like seventh and eighth grade, I think. But then my don't vision improved. Yeah. And I didn't have to wear them after that. Like it was strange. Um, mm-hmm. So when I, when I went through that, I had the option of getting contacts and I, I could not, I can't, I'm one of those people I can't touch my eyeball. I don't like it. I don't like being able to touch my eyeball. I don't touch it in, in real life, and I don't like eye drops. Yeah. 
at all. I don't like anything going into my eye, any liquid or you've uh, got a contact. lot of you've got a lot of things, huh? What 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 else do I have? Your hair very sensitive. I don't. Yeah, my head is. So I don't like it being pulled at all. No, even the tiniest bit. Nope. Needles. Things yes, touching you're right. Your you're eyes. right. I, I don't like inject. I don't like getting shots at the doctor's office. You're correct. All right, so that's that's three dishes. What about dishes? You don't. I don't know. You have a thing against them, against doing them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's just because that's taking your, out that's, the trash. That's you have job. this weird thing. I always take out the trash. Fuck off. You don't always take it out. Uh, I do. I, I always take out the trash. <laughs> you will push that last like thing down in there no no to where i'm like okay but anyway um yeah so what else? heights do you have heights i do you're right i do have i, I don't like heights of, you have a lot of things that's four look, look uh, that's four things name one thing that i have eyebrows Oof. don't push my eyebrows the other way yep you don't like your eyebrow like that's a weird one you don't like your eyebrows being touched at all like any like guys, if you like, I mean, literally going along, physically your, touching them, you, yeah, you, you freak out. Freak out. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yours is planes. Now you get sick. Yeah, I'm not scared of it. It's just I don't, I don't it's want it. Weird. To, I don't it's, want it's a one to hour happen. Flight, you know, one hour flight and you're sick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want it to happen. It's not a fear of mine or a thing. It's just like. It just started happening. I remember, <laughs> I remember when we went to the, uh, I took you to the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis. <laughs> and you were like, man, I'm ready. Ooh, here's an interesting one. So as we're bird boxed, my phone is going off. No, it's yours, you it's fucking mine. idiots. Can you turn it off? Is that, that's the question. Can you find it and turn it off, Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Okay. Is your, is your blindfold still on? Yes. Okay. Um, So when we get off the plane, the first flight, which is, what, 40 minutes to Charlotte? That's the worst because you go up, (laughs) you're dealing with that, you're dealing with the turbulence, and then you go down. So you have no time to kind of level (laughs) off and be like, okay, like breathe. So it really is just like... You were so excited for your first trip after the baby mm-hmm. and all that shit. You would pack. This is what happened after ready Jackson, to go. too. Yeah, and, and then the, after the 40-minute flight, you push me out of the way, run out of the, mm-hmm. the, the terminal and into the bathroom and mm-hmm. just start heaving up your guts. And as soon as you walked out, what was the first thing I said to you? You're back, baby. She's back, baby. <laughs> back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Um. Yeah, so you you have you look. Every, I think every human has their own weird things that they like. You can't go to sleep without earphones in for a podcast or something. I need um I ha- I need sleep crutches, if you will. Yeah. I do not fall asleep well just by myself. Um, the weirdest sleep crutch I've ever heard of in my life, which was a thing, and you were there for this, was uh, our friend Richard Ryan, who works for Black yep. Rifle Coffee. Yeah. He can only sleep with a box fan on. Mm-hmm, like a baby. White yeah. noise. So in every place we've been, mm-hmm. he'll have a box fan shipped to him from Amazon. This which is my first meeting. A box with... fan's only, it's only about 19 bucks. So that's fine. Oh, yeah. That's fine, I guess. But it, it, man, that would freak me the fuck out. If I just like hotel rooms, there's no fans in hotel rooms. No. So what do you do? You, you, you take a box. Shipped. Oh my God. To you the have hotel. it shipped. And let's Oof. be real about Richard, Richard Ryan's um, 
money sitch. He can definitely get box fans shipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can afford it. Everywhere he's he's doing well. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Box fan in every place. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Well, look, that's the kind of level of 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 uh, money. If money you, in the bank. But here's the thing. If you're staying at like a, not, let's take a hotel in Vegas, for example. Okay. Now they're doing this thing where they're charging you a resort fee and that's after you check in. Right. It averages between 36 and $40. So whenever you're buying your hotel off of Orbitz or whatever the fuck you're doing and you buy it, no matter what, when you check in, sir, we're going to add, a, we're only going to add this $83 as your resort fee. And you're like, oh, fuck it. Right. So if you if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, a box fan's only nineteen dollars, or you're paying a resort fee in Vegas for eighty three. So most everywhere in the world, Richard is fine. You know, you're getting yeah. free Wi Fi, you're getting free parking. Like, yeah, nineteen dollars yeah. is nineteen dollars for for that type of sitch. So at least you don't have any weird things like that. But you do go white noise it a lot with uh, go to sleep. You got to go to sleep with something on. S- something to take not my a television, mind. huh? Not a television. No, either. because that light is too much. So it has to be something. And I think a lot of people, from what I've heard, do this where it's like books on tape or something right. to, you know, or like a meditation app or something to keep, take your mind off of the day. Some people take Xanax, some te- people take Ambien, whatever, when you can't take that. Right. You know, when you have been kind of relying on crutches, like, um, you know, drinking, drinking until you pass out, which was mine. <laughs> Uh, which I'm not allowed to, which I can't do anymore, yeah, really. Yeah. So I have to. I had to reprogram at a late stage in life <laughs> of like finding other ways to uh, go to sleep, and it has been hard. And then if I do find a podcast that is a little bit too interesting, that's not good either. It has to be boring, right? Boring. Um, I'm re-listening to the serial Bergdahl. Bergdahl thing yeah 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 their season Bo Bergdahl? yeah sure so fucking weird but um and then there is a podcast called sleep with me where it's just some guy rambling how deep do they go on the on the Bo Bergdahl thing I heard some horrific stories about him pretty deep I mean they have 25 hours of him talking to this um this director the guy who did Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty uh Kath- one- Catherine Bigelow well, it's a, it's a guy, Mark something. He was either producer or director. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, Whatever, gotcha. Some, some other. Because she directed Hurt Locker yeah. and, and Zero Dark And Zero Dark 30. Dark 30. So whoever is the other part of that, whether it's producer or gotcha. something. Okay. Writer, I'm not sure. But um, so he was wanting to do some kind of a movie like that in the vein of those. Um, and so he has 25 hours of just them talking. About Bo Bergdahl wants to do this about his life? The producer wanted to. Ah, so he contacted right, him because right. remember Bo wasn't doing anything, talking to anyone. Sure. It was really just a bunch of people outraged and talking about him. But he never, you know, talked to an outlet or anything. Sure. So behind the scenes, he was talking to this guy. Um, so, so they have a lot of just them just talking and kind of Joe Roganing it where it's like after hour three, you start to kind of open up and the guy's fucking weird. Yeah. He's just a fucking weirdo and he, you know, made a huge mistake and whatever, but uh, it's weird. Anyway, stuff like that where it's just kind of mundane. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've I've heard some insider stories on this. Obviously, um, yeah, I know. Most, I, obviously, look, most of my best friends are oh, are, know, totally former military and hate all that him, shit, right? And, and I get that. No, I get that. I, I've heard. I've heard. Uh, here's what I've mostly heard from like my insider friends who were just like, "Look, he was mentally fucking off before mm-hmm. he even joined the army." Yeah, chances are, or the military, um, and he had incidents. Y- yeah, yeah, yes. Where they- and they said he probably shouldn't have passed, and they no. shouldn't have let him in the military at all. But at the time, I guess, and, and again, this is according to my friends. I know nothing about you know the military. Right. Um, According to my friends, they're 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 just like man. They just should not have let him in the military to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, though, they were looking for people, and they just didn't give a shit. So they were passing in a bunch of people that shouldn't have gotten in. And you know, he was fucking weird and mentally off. And then this shit happened, and whatever. But most of my friends have said the same thing: of like, they just shouldn't have let that guy in the military to begin with. Yeah, they definitely aren't of one mind, even like all the people that were in his platoon. So half of them feel one way about him. The other half feels the other. There's not one consensus of, even in the military, that they all hate him or they all think he's fine. So there's just different. It depends on, you know, if your kid died looking for this motherfucker, you hate him. Right. Yeah. So I, like, I would. If, if, yeah. If so, my so child, it's just there's a. different ways of of looking at it. But yeah, mostly the idea is that he shouldn't have gotten in. He even had incidents while in that were, you know, mental breakdowns and like crazy shit that was happening, like in the bathroom. And they all had to like come and get him and he had to like take a break. So all these th- things that they just sort of brushed under the rug. Right. But anyway, I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't know if we should even get into this guy. But basically, I'm re-listening to that because it was kind of boring <laughs> the first time I listened. So the second time, it's definitely going to be boring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that one's the one you chose, huh? Not like an NPR. What is it? Fresh Air with whoever that fucking chick is. It What's depends. Like sometimes those get interesting. Like if I'm interested in the person. You know, they had, I listened to Bradley Cooper's. Gosh, I love him again. Does he have a podcast or was he just doing interviews? No, he was doing Fresh Air. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. How was it? It was good. He, uh, look, he's a, he's fucking he's a stand-up great. dude, man. I, there's, there's nothing. He is very, the way that I thought he was, though. Yeah, which is very actory. Very actory. Theory. This is very, very feeling important. stuff. He yeah. worked on yeah. his voice. For a year. I know. know. Every day for a year. uh, You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's not what you thought of when he first started his career. Look, he first started his career as like Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. uh, Fucking Um, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Like I thought he was completely different. Yeah. I I thought he was one of them. And then Hangover. Yeah. I thought he was just like. You know when it changed for me with B Coops is when I saw that footage of him. Asking Sean Penn uh, a question on Inside the Actor's Studio. I didn't know he was a member of, of the Actor's Studio right. in New York. Where I was just like, oh, really? All right. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you you probably take this shit super, super, super over the top. Super serious. Super over the top. I think that was my biggest issue with my classmates at NYU. Where, you know, I went there for theater after, after Ohio State. And I did not... Uh, me and this other girl, we, we just, there was like 
tw- I think only 20 of us in the program. I just did not get along with anyone in there because of that. Like all of them were, were just super theater, super mm-hmm. wanted to talk about the process and all this other shit. Well, just method in general to me sometimes goes method acting, method acting yeah. where, you know, you live, if you're playing some guy that, you know, camps, you live in a tent for a year and you don't have to do that Yeah, in no, no, my school no. of acting, basically, where it's like you, you don't have to do that. A little bit of that, a little bit of knowing where you're coming from and research for sure. But um, I, did you're I tell either you about good my, or you're not. Exactly. Did I, tell you, did I ever tell you about my first day there at NYU? We had this, uh, this, this, this guy who's a teacher, he was a former director and he directed a, a bunch of things. And like, that was the cool thing about NYU is usually people teach, you know, professors or whatever, because they can't do, mm-hmm. you know, that's the old saying, you know, it's mostly true. It is except for at NYU, all of my instructors like were successful. They just had wanted to retire in New York, which is rad where you're, it's oh, fuck, for sure. That's, you know, fuck. If somebody asked me that when I was, after I was retired, oh, maybe like, we hey, could do that. Yeah. Come in and do this. I, I would just because it's fun. And, uh, they wouldn't pay you enough though. Huh? Yeah, it paid a decent salary. I'm sure. Okay. I mean, you're you're a professor at NYU for Christ's sakes, but um, I can do that real quick. You would have, but here here's the thing: to live in New York City, no, you could not live <laughs> off of professor money. Um, so you would have to be fully retired, retired, from, and that would be and a little successful, extra. exactly. Right. And that would be like, eh, cool. This is going along with with the rest of my retirement money. No bigs. I'm going to do it because I like it. That's the vibe I got from all of the the instructors there, like. Um, one of them was Elizabeth Shue's, uh, or Andrew Shue's wife. She oh. was a, a massive agent at CAA. Uh, Jen, Jennifer Shue was her name. And um, uh, she was one of my instructors. She was one of the biggest agents at CAA. She repped the entire cast of Seinfeld for that entire run. So, so rolling. Yes, money. And then, her, and then her husband was Andrew Shue. And he had just come off of uh, Melrose. Please. Yes, it had just ended or whatever. So they were great. And he's been killing it ever since, huh? I, I know he's do. Wait, uh, you laugh, but I know he's doing shit. I've not seen him in shit. He, what are you he, talking he about? He is, man. Look him up. Like, I, it's 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 mostly like USA stuff and like Lifetime shit. But he's always working, and I know he has a production company. Anyways, Sorry. they got divorced. What is Andrew Shue doing now? Oh God. Series not have schedule information for the next Galaxy game yet. Yep. They were defeated by the Dynamo on October 28th, 2008. Not even close. Surrey will never understand right, one I'm of your questions. Uh, they get divorced. Anyways, long story short. Oh. Uh, yeah, which is sad because uh, he was cool. She was a smoke show. Didn't make sense. Uh, something, something happened there. I don't know what it was. Whatever. But my, the, the other instructor was a, a successful director. He had a fucking ton of movies. And... Um, he was just, he reminded me of Mark Maron's character in Glow. Okay. Just very, hey. Yeah. The fuck are you yeah. doing? The fuck are you doing? So he was, he walks in and he goes, all right, everybody. Uh, we're just going to have a warm up here before we get started today. I want everybody to pretend uh, like you're in a shower. Uh, you know, like you're scrubbing up, you're putting shampoo on or whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking around me and I'm watching all these kids pretend to, you know, wash their arms and their hair and all this other stuff. This kid starts crying. This one guy starts crying. And the, the professor goes, why, why, are you, why are you crying? And he goes, I cry in the shower. I got what? shampoo in my eye. I got shampoo in my eye and I'm crying. And I'm like, 
you could tell this kid was crying just because he could cry. You know, you know those actors. Like, there's always that oh, one kid yes. who was just like, "I can cry on cue." Isn't this amazing? No, it's not. Um, so, anyways, the professor was just like, "Okay, okay," uh, and then just kept breezing by people, asking them what they were doing, and I wasn't doing anything. And he goes, "Why aren't I? Don't understand why. Why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you participating?" And I was like. Man, I really didn't come here for this. Like, look, my parents were paying a lot of money You're for the school. Shithead. No, I, I just I didn't you understand are. it, and so no, he stops the class and he goes, "Good, good. What's your name?" And I was like Ross, and he goes, "Ross, Ross, what?" I was like Ross Patterson. He goes, "Ross Patterson is probably be the only one who's going to book a real job in film or in television uh, here." Is if you ever showed up to warm up in an audition room like a fucking asshole, and this is literally what he said to everybody. If you ever showed up to warm up anywhere like a fucking asshole, like doing a shower routine or something like that, you're not going to fucking make it. And it was just, that set the precedent and the tone for day one, and I think everybody hated me after that. And was right, I... And was he I, positively reinforced I know. you doing it, shit like that, which is why you do it to this day. It's true. So, <laughs> w- w- but here's the thing. And so here's what it taught me, like, going through that school and all that shit, and like, he was a hard ass like that every single day. He never let up, and he was relentless, and he would make... Because you, you, you all had to do like the same performances and shit. And then afterwards, he would tell the kids to vote aloud on who did the best. Oh, my God. It was great. Well, it is. It, it, it was great is. training for when I got to Los Angeles because like it's so fucking cutthroat that yep. you have to weed out all of this stupid shit. So I get to Los Angeles. One of my first big auditions was for uh, a show called Boston Public. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I like the show. It's David E. Kelly. It was awesome. And I ended up like screen testing, getting really close um, at the end. It was down to like maybe five or six of us for for the role. And I remember walking in there and there was a, a, a kid like over rehearsing his lines like out loud, you know, like acting it out like super mm-hmm. like the kid who was getting shampoo in his eye, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like mm-hmm. all of the rest of us were looking at this kid like fuck this guy and you knew that guy wasn't going to get it. And he sure enough, he didn't like, you can't do shit like that either. You can, you can do it, keep it to yourself. And that's kind of what it is and move on about your day or you, you or you can't, I didn't, but you know who did was, uh, the, the guy who played my best friend in the new guy, um, black guy, his name was Avery. Great actor. He's in like, he's now like a professional commercial actor. He makes more money than he ever could make in movies. Mm -hmm. Um, he's in every gigantic commercial. I, he's probably been in eight, nine Super Bowl ads. Um, he's just, just crushing it at life. But he actually booked it uh, over me. And um, we talked about it later on on the set of The New Guy. I was like, remember that fucking dude who came in? And he was just like, oh, Christ. Because he had been in the business longer than I had. Obviously, that was one of my first auditions. Right. And, and he goes, man... Every time I see a motherfucker like that, you just want to tell them just to get out of the room. Just go. Just, just go home. Go. It's, it's never going to happen. You worked. You. you did that at home. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's it. You um, don't do it for any other job interview. Can you imagine? No. But I think we need more instructors and more people like that in the world to, to help you out and... Uh, and kind of weed out these bullshit people or whatever. Like, whoever let Bergdahl in. You should find that guy and just say, hey, man, the fuck did you let this guy? Yeah. Like, just just end it. Just just get out of your leave the job. Like, we're we're all good here. You're putting people's lives at risk. Yeah. Um, That's what I wish most of this, because we got a lot of emails after 
after the last show we did about uh, comedy and the way comedy's going, how everything's so you know non PC and all of this other shit. I think it starts from what you're taught growing up. You know, starting with the teachers through professors and all that shit. I think professors in college, and I think this is where the disconnect is. This is for me personally. I think for the most part, I and you can either disagree or agree with me. I think for the most part, probably ninety percent of parents try their best. Try to get their kids prepared. Um, there's 10, 10% that are probably, what, helicopter parents mm-hmm. who are always around them and all this shit mm-hmm. where you're just like, oh, God. You can see it from an early age that these kids are probably going to fail because they're too dependent on their yeah. parents or whatever. Um, where, Sheltered. Yeah. Whereas when I drop my kids off at school, I feel confident in the fact that the teachers know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're going to do a good job. I'm not going to fucking question them. You know, if my kid comes home and says something fucking weird or whatever, and I said, where you learn this? And he said, at school, then I might ask. Sure. But that hasn't happened in, what, two or three years that he's been in school, right? Right. Um, I think mostly going up through K through 12, you're probably good on all of that. Yes, you're going to have your shitty teacher from year to year, from time to time. I know I certainly had my fair share of mine, but it is what it is. You know, you grow up and move on with life. I think the disconnect now is when you get to college. And you feel so fucking, for those of you who go to college or have gone to college, where nowadays, most of the professors are just worried about getting their tenure so they have a secure job forever. So they're not going to push the envelope. They're not going to really try to fucking help you or, you know, make things different. That's how it's been since the dawn of time. Yes. But but it's only gotten worse now with like these safe spaces and all this other fucking bullshit. And I think it's changing the way, because let's face it, that 18 to 22, you know, years of your life, 18 to 22 years old, is a super important mind forming time in your life that's going to have a big effect on who you are as an adult. And I think that age, everybody, when you treat people like pussies, and you're afraid of everything or you're afraid to, to talk about your opinions or, or truths or whatever you want to fucking call it. That's what's affecting kids after college where they've been so kid-gloved that everybody's just fucking pussies now. And everybody's insulted and afraid of everything. And that's just my gist when I was going through these emails talking about, you know, everybody talking about the last show. I think that's where it's all stemming from. And now this next fucking generation that's coming up is just a, a generation of pussies. Yeah, so I would contest that it's more important from 5 to 13, where uh, that's the thing of, like, the bullying and everybody wins and this, this oh, you're right, you're right, super yes. sheltered, yeah. you know, if this super sheltered thing, we don't want our kids to, like, feel any pain, any loss, any whatever, like, you... <sighs> I mean, I hate to say you need bullying, but in the real world, kind of, people you fucking do, yeah. bully you. Yes. Adults bully each other more than fucking kids ever could. Yeah. And if you're not ready for it, things are going to happen like, you know, the safe space or this this thing of everything needs to be catered to me. So, for example, if someone tells a joke, let's say somewhere, let's just say Louis C.K., right? Right then every all these motherfuckers feel like it needs to be it's for them you know what i mean it's not for you if you don't like it it's not for you but the way or victoria's secret if you don't like it it's not for you but this thing of everything needs to be how i like it <clears throat> because that's how i've grown up 
that no matter what, everything I see, everything I eat, everything I do, everyone I play with, like it all has to be for me. And if I don't like it, I throw it out the window because I'm a little fucking spoiled brat, right? Yeah. So it's, it's that thing, I think. And I think it starts 5 to 13. I can already see our son like where I need to put kiboshes on things and start to let him know yeah. that shit's not going to be fucking rad all the time. And when you get out into the real world, you know, someone's not going to be there giving you everything that you want, making you feel happy and, and healthy and safe all the time. It's absolutely not going to be that way. And, um, and I think that helps a little bit with the, with the guilt that we have, right? Yeah. Where it's like, think about how our parents were. Yeah, yeah, This yeah, whole yeah, yeah, helicopter, yeah. this whole making your children, and I'm thinking of someone specific in my life, but making everything so safe and perfect and great um, is a detriment, yes. I believe. Yeah. And, um, and I don't think it's, you know, college age or high school age. I think it's... I think it's younger. I think it's ingrained younger. And when they, when they get to high school and they have had trials and tribulations, not huge shit. I mean, don't fucking, you know, leave them out in the cold. Sure. But they've had trials and tribulations and they're able to, let's say, in high school and they lose something when they don't make the team. Um, they'll be able to handle it a little bit better. And then so on from there, when you get into the real world and adults are mean because they are, yeah. um, and you don't get the job or you don't get the thing. It's not this thing of like, but I was supposed to have it. Right. No, you weren't. Nobody's supposed to have anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. And look, we ran into this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, our, we have a what, four and a half year old mm -hmm. and he came home and was like, you know, someone so punched me and you know, he was crying about it or whatever. And we were like, he was like, what do I do? And I was like, well, fucking punch him back. You know, I didn't say fucking, I don't know if this is the best, but go ahead. I think it is. And I'll tell you why, um, punch him back. Mm. Um, and, and you know, the next time it happened, he punched the kid back and they, the other kid apologized and they moved on with their fucking day. We didn't make a big deal about it. Didn't make a big deal about it at school. Nobody else did either. But I think parents and everybody else is too afraid to say that where it's like, that's, that's real life, man. You're going to get hit. Somebody's going to pick on you. You're going to get bullied. And it's what you do about it. And, I, and I'm, I've never, ever in my entire life been an advocate of starting fights. No. I've, I've always had the same, same saying over and over and over throughout my life. I've never started a fight, but I'll be, I'll be the first one to end it. Because typically people who start fights are bullies. And once you punch a fucking bully, they're not going to do anything after that. Because most of them are pussies. The one fight I've lost in my life was because I fucking started it and I was an asshole bully and this kid kicked the shit out of me. Right. I'll, I'll never forget it. I was in seventh grade and the kid was half my size. And I told him to get off, you know, I was being a fucking big shot on the bus because I was a, a bigger kid and uh, I didn't like this kid. This kid had said something to me and I was like, fuck you. You know, if you want to do something, why don't you get off of my bus stop? He, he got out and, you know, he got out and he was half my size. Kid was in Taekwondo or whatever. Literally, I didn't even get a punch off before he kicked me like three times in the face and I didn't see any of them. And the next thing you know, I'm on the ground just getting the, the shit kicked out of me. And that that was a big lesson of like, right. all right, great, man. 
chances are, if you're picking on somebody, be careful because you don't know who the fuck anybody is out there in the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would contest, you know, to say that, uh, you know, try and de-escalate with with your words. But if someone hits try, you, but it, there, there's try, a certain but if point someone where hits you can't you obviously yeah. hit them back. Exactly. Obviously. It's like that's and that's the other thing is like, you know, if you get hit. And you, you try to de-escalate with your words. No, no, before you're it get gets hit again. to that point. Exactly. Before it gets yeah, to that yeah. point. Find out what they're mad about. 100%. Find out if you need to apologize. Find out what the fuck this guy's problem is. 100%. And if yeah. he still comes at you, be ready to defend yourself, basically. Yeah. So uh, that's that's kind of the method or, not, you know, not parenting method or whatever. But that, that's what I want to teach my child is like this. Because it, it goes both ways, too. Like, you know growing up too, everybody remembers that bully or whoever that fucking kid was, you know, right. throughout your entire life. Yeah. A, a lot of them, a lot of people are either affected by it in a negative way or a positive way. Um, shit. Yeah, man. I mean, half, half of our, our driving force in life is to get back at people that wronged us. Right. Yeah. Of like the bully or the, you know, the person that... Your parents. Whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if you didn't like your parents or didn't get along with your parents or your, your, your dad Right, ab- or that teacher or, that yeah. told you you couldn't do anything or the bully that whatever. Like you... These are, these are things that drive you forward. Yeah. Um, and when you don't have that, you know, you do get a lot of, of more lazy, more the world owes me more than I owe the world. And that shit... Is fucking ruining America. It is. And like, you know, you take, <laughs> but you take what happened on Ellen today, right? Um, people are bitching uh, about Ellen because she had Kevin Hart on the show. And I, I, I think, it, it, I didn't watch all of it, but I think it was the full hour. She had Kevin Hart on the show mm-hmm. and she was asking him about what happened with the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously he stepped down because uh, people were bitching online about the, you know, the jokes he had made in his stand-up routine in the right. past about uh, if his son was gay and all this other stuff. Again, they were all jokes. And Ellen was polite to him and kind of came to his defense and said, I don't, you know, believe you're a malicious person or anything like that. And people were raging against Ellen where it was just like, you are the, you represent the gay community. How dare you, you know, use yeah, your fucking throw them to the wolves. it has to be for them. They can't just change the channel. channel. Well, they not, can't just fucking not listen. Not only that, but yeah, exactly. But It here's, has to be for everyone. Here's what I enjoyed about it is Ellen is arguably the, the most powerful gay person in the world right now. Yeah. I mean, that, that would probably be a fair assessment. Close second and In America. Cohen, yeah. yeah, as far as the entertainment industry goes. Mm-hmm. And... For her to even want yeah. to take the time out of her day yeah. for for the entire hour and sit down and talk to Kevin Hart is at least someone that is open to listening to you know what their reasoning was, why they said it, why what their rationale was, all that other stuff, and take the time to listen to people and their their explanations and their expressions for for why they they did certain things. If you don't have any open dialogue at all and you just don't want to hear it because you're so fucking offended by everything, then nothing will ever change. Right. So to anybody out there who, who told Ellen to fuck off after that episode with, with Kevin Hart. Nobody that listens to our show told her that. No, I, I, and I'm sure. But, you know, if there is somebody out there who is appalled that Ellen had Kevin Hart on the show, fuck yourself. I mean, really think about 
who you are as a person and whether or not you, you actually do want people to change or do want to hear their side of the story because this is a, a clear-cut case of somebody who's actually physically trying to reach out and say, hey, man, I want to let I want to give you an opportunity for you to tell the world or, you know, whoever that you might have offended your side of the story and why you felt, feel like you, you said whatever you said and, and move on with your life. And we, we should all move on with our lives. I think that was awesome of Ellen. And, and I think I wish more people would do that, but yeah. they, they, they won't. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, even fucking Colbert, cause I, and I think he's taken because he's taken making too much money so, or, or like the Trevor Noah. Like, why not reach out to Trump and have him on the show in a polite way? Not go after him. Just try to ask him just honest questions. Yeah. And if you have concerns about whatever you, the fuck you rage about all day long. They would never. I know. But if you said it in a controlled, calm manner where you weren't going after people, I'm sure he would have an open conversation with you. Like, the, like when Trevor Noah had Tommy Laren on, I thought... I watched the uncut version, which was like a half hour. The, the cut down version for TV was probably only like 14 minutes or something like that. It was an, a nice, open, honest conversation that was amazing, but it was, it was a one-off, and I wish we had more of that. Who so, had what? Uh, Trevor Noah had Tommy Laren on, oh. but he's never done it since. He took so much fucking heat from it. And look, his bread is buttered by raging against Republicans and all that other shit. So I'm sure that's why he's never done it again. Right. But that was one civil approach to it where it was just like, oh, man, that was fucking great. Uh, with Ellen and Kevin Hart today, that was fucking great. So I, I wish there was more of that in the world, but I, I don't think there's going to be, especially with the, with the backlash from it. Like, fuck off, dude. I just rewatched a uh, Bourdain where he went to West Virginia mm-hmm. and he started out the whole, you know, his narration in the beginning was just like, fuck you guys. I went there to Trump country um, or the end of it, it was like, yeah, I went. Fuck you. Like, I liked it and fuck you. But he went down there, talked to people had like conversations over food like what i didn't think he would do remember we were like yeah he would never because he's so so anti-trump or whatever and it was really cool and uh i i that uh episode i guess got lost in my you know my feed or my whatever where i just didn't really think of it that way but i rewatched it and he talks to you know, veterans, he talks to people uh, that support Trump, people that don't, pe- whatever, coal miners, people that want it to come back and and really had real conversations with people and was definitely, you know, the ending narration was, you know, we're all just people trying to get through this world, trying to make money for ourselves and our family, trying to f- eat and finding he... I really liked that, basically, which there does need to be more of that. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, in all the travels I've had, and again, like, fuck, man, this that 2018 was a bitch for traveling. I, I went to a million different cities and all that stuff. And like, man, I, I went to all the local restaurants and, you know, shit from like diners, drive-ins and dives or mm-hmm. Bourdain spots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people were locals that took me to their favorite spots and all that stuff like I just didn't see the world as bad as the media reports it at all. No. Black, white, everything. And I think that's what he saw. He finally did it where he was, he was saying like, I'm, I'm live in New York and we all believe that most people think and, and live the way that we do. No. And they don't. And, um, 
you know, so for how, how much he traveled, it's it's crazy that it took his very last season to actually go into, you know, deep south and really, really listen and look. And um, and it it is. It's just like, dude, there's so many. I mean, that's why, for example, like Louis going to kill. He's going to do a tour. He's going to kill. Yeah. He's going to pack yep. them in yep. and kill. Yes. Because the people in L.A. and New York don't understand that there's a whole fucking world out there that doesn't give a shit about the things that you give a shit about. Yeah. And, and that's one of my biggest problems that I'm facing now is so, you know, with with Matt's book, uh, we finished this book a year and a half ago. It took 17 months to the Department of Defense. Right. And in that time, the world changed. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. So, so the publisher, who's Penguin, um, you know, got back to us and said, hey, guys, because it's, it's looking like a 4th of July release date right now, um, simply because they were, they were like, hey, we'd like to go back and reread this to make sure some of the jokes are up to date and all that other stuff, which I get. You know, that's fine. Like you make topical, topical, that's fine. You make topical references 17 months ago. Some of those jokes are old and you know, whatever you, you move on, um, change those jokes and, and whatever. But some of the notes that came back were, you know, about things like about fucking or hitting on girls and things like that. And it was just like, Oh, you know, the world is, is one of the notes is like the world has changed in the last, you know, year and a half now with the me too movement and i think we should consider changing some of these references and it was like fuck yeah i, I said i said fuck you i was like no your your world has changed like the world the world has not most changed of America your world has because you has live in new york changed. you live in new york and you live in this bubble mm-hmm. and you think that you know everybody hates trump or you think that everybody cares about the you know every Tom, Dick, and Harry fucking Me Too story out there. When most people aren't living their lives like that, I never, all, again, in all these travels in 2018, nobody ever talked to me about politics, about Me Too, n- nothing. No. Like, it was never any conversations about that shit. No. In New York and LA, it, you, you were it, living in a bubble thing. that is dominated by those topics. And yes, to them, their world has changed. And when I read that Judd Apatow thing on the show the other day about Louis C.K., um, uh, oddly enough, um, a, a feed on Facebook popped up a video of of Judd Apatow um, masterclass. Take his he's doing one of those masterclasses on mm-hmm. comedy. Mm-hmm. And oh, Lord, yeah, and he's like, we and it starts off because it, it the first like fifteen seconds played on my on my Facebook, and it starts off with, look, with as miserable as everybody is in the world right now over everything, we need comedy now more than ever. What? people aren't miserable like you are because you Mm -hmm. you're you're affected by the president or or you think you are um but the rest of the world isn't uh the the jobs report came out today it was a record-breaking numbers three three hundred twelve thousand jobs were added it is the lowest unemployment rate since like 2008 or 9 or something like that and it is the lowest unemployment rate for fucking Latinos in our country, in the history of our country. We're seeing record-breaking numbers. Like, no, everybody's working. They're happy. Like, you're you miserable because you're rich and you hate the president and you live in fucking Hollywood. Right. But you the, know, the rest of America really isn't, man. You know what's funny? A lot of comics actually are raging against his comment. As far as like, are they? I, I haven't. Yeah. S- well, I've listened. I listened to a couple podcasts with comedians on it that were basically like, dude, 
you guys must have a beef or something like Judd Aptow and Louis C.K. must have had some kind of beef like back in the day that we don't know about because to continue to go after this person like a when they're down. Yeah. And then B when it's like just let it like why do you have to comment on it? You, you know, know what I'm saying? It's, so it's, it's funny. So people that. are just like, he must have wronged him in some way, <laughs> said something to him before he went on stage or whatever, because none of the other comics give a fucking shit. Like, we're not tweeting about it. Yeah. Like, we don't don't open yourself up yeah. to that kind of hate, which, you know, uh, and and they all feel like he, you know, downloaded some code to get on stage. You know, he didn't really do it the right way. Sure. You know sure, what I'm saying? Sure. So they all feel kind of the way that we were talking about at the last show, which is just like, I, I, I don't think he's the one to comment on uh, a comedy and what makes things funny and what makes things hacky. Yeah. Um, and leave him the fuck alone. Um, don't go to the show. He's not, he's not on TV. He's not putting, he's not putting himself. He's not putting himself on the internet. Other people are which is another issue that comics are having. It's like, don't fucking film my shit and put it up. Right. We're definitely, it's a big no-no. But, so... You almost can't stop it in today's society. You can't, the, the but, only but one, that's you the know other who, issue. You know who does it is uh, Chappelle makes you lock, uh, yeah. put, lock, it, lock reason, your phone in a bag. He's going to work on some stuff. Yeah. He doesn't want it out there. And the other thing, and, and either does Louis, where he's like, if you want to buy a ticket and come see me, you know what you're getting. Yeah. I'm not putting myself, I'm not on TV anymore. I'm not putting my shit on the internet. I'm not putting it in your face. I'm doing small clubs that you can either go to or not. You know what I mean? They know he's on, he's on the, the bill or he's coming in or whatever. So he's doing it in a way that's very American, which is like, you don't all have to like me. Yeah. But the people that do, I'm going to give them a show and they can pay and come and see me because that's fucking America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I. It's funny thinking back to that that Judd Apatow show we did a couple of shows ago. When when I really thought about, it, I thought the same thing too. I was like, man, I wonder if Louis C.K. pissed him off back in the day. Something because he will not fucking let it go. Everyone no. else has kind of let it go. No, and and I I bet, in that world I bet, especially like, just and this is a, a completely hypothetical guess. Like I have no idea if this is true or false. I bet you if there was one person, one comic who does not give a fuck about Judd Apatow putting them on a TV show or whatever, it's probably Louis C.K. And Absolutely. I bet you Louis C.K. probably said, you're a fucking shitty stand-up comedian. Yeah. I bet you and that I've was heard, it at you know, some look, point around, uh, <laughs> around town. Yep. And that, I've heard Louis makes, he's made a lot of enemies. He was not a super nice guy. He wasn't what you would call like a comics comic, a friend, blah, blah, blah. Right, he right. would straight up, I think, tell you. Yeah, yeah. Judd, yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're at the cellar? Yeah. Go to your fucking mansion, right? Like, what, what, what are you, slumming it with us? Like, you don't even have an apartment in the city, bro. Yeah, I, it's, it's, you're you probably You had to fucking true. take your limo to yeah. get here. Yeah. And you've been here three hours early. I cruise in at midnight and they put me right up. <laughs> Judd, go home, dude. Dude, go to your kids. You're probably right, man. Right, I, and so I'm sure he has some resentment because the way that he talks about him and won't let it go. It's also Trump. 
Like, did Trump do something? Does he say something to you in a hallway somewhere? Because that's the way he goes after Trump and Louis C.K. is like, there's some underlying beef. Because everyone else, I mean, besides Alyssa Milano, all these fucking other banshees, right? Yeah. Um, there's something about the way he's going after these people <laughs> that it's just like, it's weird. did he push super you down dark. in high school? Yeah, did he super tell dark. you? Yeah. There's some kind of residual. He's he's very jealous, at, first of all, of Louis, and then I'm not sure what his thing is with Trump. I mean, but yeah, I, I the, the you know what made me happy though we, we watched one of those end of the New Year's things, you know, um, and uh, one of the, the the resolutions by celebrities was Deborah Messing, and she goes, uh, my New Year's resolution is is to spend less time on Twitter because mm. right now I'm averaging about eight hours a day on Twitter. Yeah. You know what? That actually made me happy. I know, right. I, I know I've talked about her in the past of like, just because I have a fucking blue check mark, she, you know, her blue check mark shows up in my fucking feed every day. Well, here's the, here's the thing. And I've said this on the show before. Like she, all she does is post like anti-Trump shit all day. Yeah. Yeah. I actually loved hearing that out of her mouth on that new year's special that she spends eight hours a day on Twitter. Do you know how insane that would make a human being if you had yeah. to spend that much time yep. on Twitter every day. You so, don't have to, by the way. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. But but knowing that she does, and you know Mel- Alyssa Milano oh, and all those fuckers, dude. Do Melissa Milano's up thing. all night long. She's sleeping like two hours a day. And she's got like three oh, or she's four kids. Freaking out. Yes. She's going nuts. This that that makes me happy. Like that sickness of of them on Twitter, knowing that they're following all this shit, mm-hmm. slowly losing their mind. That makes, is it weird that that brought joy to my heart? No, that's great. But you know what? I got to take this thing off and we got to go. And, um, what time? I don't even know how long we've been on or whatever. We, I'll, I'll take it go. off right now. We can go. I know that we've Hang been on. on. I can I don't know. feel because I'm, Are you taking I'm, yours off? I'm taking mine off. I'm oh, taking, are you taking I'm yours taking off? off? Okay. Well, I was going to say you got to do the rev fig without, without looking. I, I don't even, I, I can't because I can't, I can't look. So we'll oh have to God. save that for another day. Holy shit. We've been talking for, I think an hour and 15 minutes with oh these fucking gosh. things on. Wow. That's wild. <sighs> that's weird, man. To do an entire Whoa. show like that. Holy shit. It was really weird. I didn't, f- I, I, it didn't feel like the show was that long either. That's crazy. Oh my I couldn't even see how I looked. <laughs> I couldn't mess with my hair, guys, which I'm sure you loved. <laughs> For Jesse Wiseman, oh. look, we'll dedicate this. Who? Let's let's do it. Let's do the revolutionary figure. For uh, now, I'm, I'm going to have to look this up because we li- uh, with no no lie. If you're up? just listening to audio, we really did wear these fucking things the whole show, and I couldn't see shit. Um, we're going to give this to. The oh, oof, oof, boy! The new okay. IMDb sucks, sucks ass. <laughs> I fucking hate IMDb. I've always hated it, anyways. Now I just fucking hate it even more. Um, oh boy, we're going to give it to Josh Mallerman, who wrote. I, I this is a novel. He wrote the novel of Bird Box. Really? I didn't know that was a book. How would that work? Well. Actually, it'd be a great book to read. Yeah. It'd be a fucking awesome book to read. Shit. 
Um, Josh, Josh Mallerman, congratulations on writing that, man. That's this has become a ra- a massive r- like runaway hit, and um, even Kim Kardashian watched it. Oh god, nine yesterday. Days late. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh my god, Bird Box guys. You know, Kimberly. You know who commented that Kimberly though? No, who was it? Tegan. No. Yeah. No. I. She said Kimberly. No. Kimberly. Everyone. Like everyone. Yeah. Uh, Hate hate that. Hate Christy teasing. She's good at Twitter. She should again. Small doses. Just uh, little responses. She's good at Twitter. I I can give her that. I can give Christy Teigen that. She's 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 good good at Twitter. Clap back. Yeah. She's good on Twitter. Just don't put her anywhere. Um. For long periods of time. For the audience, I want. I want to leave you with this again. I thought Bird Box was just an okay, like a, a, it was a fun movie and I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as life-changing as phenomenon. all of this shit. I, did, like, I just love that, that things that are meh yeah. get blown up by white people and then ultimately ruined. And, 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 and someone's going to die. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Someone's going to die. <laughs> well, you and I lived. So for Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. the Jables, I am Ross Patterson. This is the bird box everyone good night and close your eyes